The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. We all know what it's like to be trapped or feel like we're trapped in a bad habit. How do we turn that around so we have a good habit? That's what we're going to talk about in this episode. But before we get to it, just a really quick housekeeping announcement. I wanted to give you an update about a little hint we gave in one of the previous episodes a while back. We are still working on a special project. Uh, Originally, we thought we would unveil it around Valentine's Day. Obviously, didn't happen. But we are still doing it, and we're probably going to unveil it in March. I'm Sienna. And I'm Toast. We've been partners in life, love, and music since 2001. And we believe life is best lived as a love story. Your love story. After all, to love well is to live well. For more, check out SiennaandToast.com. But for now, here's this episode. And welcome to it. I think Bear is seeing ghosts (gasps) in our house. You know, I think cats can see ghosts. Yeah. They suddenly turn their head and their eyes get really big and they're staring at something which you, none of us can see. You know what's so interesting is there sometimes they don't even just have have a fixed stare. They're staring and following something. Really? Yeah. Oh. So I think Bear is a friend of a few ghosts in our house. <laughs> oh my a few gosh. day ghosts. He's seeing ghosts. some day ghosts. I don't mind a day ghost, a good old-fashioned day ghost. (laughs) It's the night ghosts we don't like. Okay. That's Sage after this episode. All right. right, Thank you for joining us. We're talking about bad habits today and how to turn them into good habits. Mm -hmm. Um, Virtuous cycles. Mm -hmm. Vicious cycles. Ooh. Yep. Everybody knows about those things. We all know from experience, you know, you, that, that thing where you're like, you're doing something and you're like, I don't really want to be doing this. Like, I want to change my ways. But it's surprisingly and distressingly difficult to do sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. It's like, what the heck? Yeah. yeah. And I think where we differ, you and I, mm-hmm. is I think for you, what tends to work to get you out of that cycle yeah. is just taking action. Like making yourself, like just doing it. And I think you're so good at doing that. Mm. Like just making yourself do it. Like suck it up yeah. and just <laughs> shut up and do it. Yeah. Like you're that. so good at that. Where I... Well, everything's relative. I'm not good at that. And for me, I need a slower ramp up to the good habit. You don't respond well to a kick in the ass. No, I get angry. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm sticking my butt out going like, kick me, kick me. Yeah. Yeah. You like being kicked in the ass. I do not. I get angry. Mm -hmm. And I prefer like, okay, let me get inspired. Let me write out a plan. Let me first get mentally prepared for what the change is. Mm -hmm. And then let me plan the action. But the action will have better take and hold because I'll have had this mental preparation. That's so neat that you lay that out. Mental like the difference, you know, the difference between us. Yeah. Um, Because I think those seem to me to be great examples of masculine Mm -hmm. versus the feminine energies Mm. of, of a change in behavior. Yeah. 
and and maybe more accurately, not a change in behavior, the masculine and feminine approaches to, um, what was I going to say? Uh, uh, uh. Lost my thought. Oh, oh, well, <laughs> let's talk about <laughs> French fries. Okay. 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 I'll be so, working on the thought. You yes. think about that. All right. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so something that I, I got to say that I pride myself on not being afraid in the kitchen. Like I'm not afraid to try something. I have had enough, um, I guess, successes in the kitchen. I have certain meals that I love to make that I make well. And so that has given me confidence to make something. And so yeah, you just kind of play it by ear. Yeah, and I can I can fix things. Like if something doesn't taste right, mm-hmm. I can normally save it, mm-hmm. right? Um, right, or know what what is missing from it to really bring out dimension and, and flavor. Yeah. Now I will not say I'm a chef or I'm like this great cook at all, but I can make some wonderful wonderful um, comfort food dishes. I can make some. Um, I think maybe what I do best is turning something, turning a comfort food into a healthy food. Yes. I think maybe I do that the best. And Mm -hmm. I love that. That's your specialty. Okay. So when Toast recently said, oh, fries would be good. I just had the munchies. Toast just, she wanted salt. She wanted carbs. And then I, I knew that we had organic potatoes in the house. And I'm like, I could make fries. Yeah, see, because my I original inkling fries. was, oh, I want I want potato chips, but we don't have potato chips in the right. house. I could have popcorn. I could make popcorn, but, you know, I just, I don't, that, that doesn't feel right. So Sienna was like, well, I can make French fries. I can make French fries, yeah. So to me, you know, I, I, I felt confident. So the thing is, is that I wanted to make sure that they were crispy. And a crispy fry, I did not know the trick to that. So I looked it up and I'm like, okay, I'm down. I'm going to do this. So I cut the potatoes. I uh, put the sugar to to pull out all the excess uh, moisture, which I didn't know people do. I got the baggie, put all the spices, put the olive oil, shook it like shake and bake. But I'm shaking and shaking the fries in there. Um, So did all this beautiful prep. Then I realized I'm supposed to cook this thing on um, pans with foil. We don't normally love using foil, but I was willing to do that. And when I went into the drawer, there's an empty box of, well, the near empty box of foil and that just had this tiny little sheet Useless. that maybe Bear could be baking little, like, <laughs> what is that? Those The oven, the baking Easy oven bake for oven. kids. Yeah. <laughs> It was a foil strip about that big. So I'm like, okay, can't do this. No problem. Let's just oil this pan up, throw it on there, and bake them. Just straight on the pan. No aluminum foil. No foil. Well, that didn't work. And the fries totally burned on On, one side. Yeah, on the side that was touching the pan. Black. They burned black. Yes. And I was so sad because I was starting to see that this method of getting all the moisture out of the potatoes would have worked to get them crispy. Not black, 
but crispy. I was like, oh, I can see this is promising. And our theory was that but they were charred. But aluminum. Our theory was that black. The foil would have prevented it from <coughs> burning. Yeah, maybe right? Ryan so, might know. So we can check that next time. Ryan, our our um, our chef, chef friend. friend. Yeah, I, but anyway, I don't know. So I don't know. But but it was totally salvageable, and we ate up all of those fries, even though they were totally black on one side. <laughs> and in fact, we had a we lot had of some fun. carcinogens. In fact, we had a lot of fun because we we totally are confident in saying that if we had gone to one of our favorite spiffy uh, L.A. Hipst- eateries, yeah, hipstery Italian restaurants. And they had on their menu an appetizer called fire charred potato wedges with organic apricot barbecue sauce. Yep. And we had ordered that and they had brought this plate of burnt fries to our table. (laughs) We would have been like, ooh, (laughs) oh yeah, that looks so great. Oh my gosh. We would be delighted. So that's how we enjoyed them. And I did genuinely enjoy them. It's how you frame it, people. That's right. So we thought that was a good story to I share. I made some gourmet fire-charred potato fire wedges charred. for a toast. Yes, fire-charred. Yeah. Post-Valentine's Day <laughs> delight. Yeah. Anyways, that's a good story only because sometimes things don't turn out the way you want them to, but it's how you frame it it's all in how you frame it okay bear wants to get down hold on okay let me stop recording all right and he's down okay virtuous cycle that's a fantastic uplifting positive sense of momentum Love that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's more and more and more. It's flourishing. It's vibrant. It's vigorous. We love that. Vicious cycle. That's just Ugh. the opposite. It's taking you down and you're getting even lower Ugh. with each passing round. Horrible. This phenomenon reminds me of something that Jesus said in the Gospels. And he's, he said, according to the Gospels, for to everyone who has, will more be given, and he will have abundance. But from him who has not, even what he has will be taken away. Ooh. In other words, if you have something, you're going to be given even more and you're going to get richer. And if you don't have something, then even what you have is going to be taken away and you're going to get poorer. Mm. The rich will get richer, the poor will get poorer. Mm. And I remember reading that when I was a little kid. I mean, like, that is so unfair. That's the opposite of justice. Like, what? Yep. I, I do not consent. No, that's some. there's something wrong with that. But now when I read it, mm-hmm. I kind of interpret it and take that as being just a statement of illustrating this fact of if you tend to look at the situation mm-hmm. in, a, in such a way where it's like, you know what? I, this, I'm going to make use of what I have. You know, you're looking at the glass half full. Then that point of view, then that energy that you bring to the situation, which is the glass is half full. Mm-hmm. We're going to use that. It's a, it's a boon to me. It's going to produce more for you. But if you come to the same situation with the opposite attitude of, oh, my God. Look, I only have 
look, I, I don't even have a full glass, man. Like, jeez, it's the frequency. Then you're gonna get it's you the know? frequency. Then, what, then how you interact with that is not gonna help you, and you're gonna be losing right. even that. Yeah. Power ready. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so how do you know if you're in a vicious cycle? You know. <laughs> you can't know, not right? know. Yes, if you're in a vicious cycle, if you feel dissatisfied, down, frustrated, dissatisfied, frustrated, down on yourself, when you're yourself aware up. that you could be doing something differently, what if you don't know what you could be doing differently? You could still be in a vicious cycle. Yeah. And just dissatisfied, right? Right. Because yeah. you just know For that sure. this is <clears throat> the present. That doesn't feel good. Right. It yeah. doesn't feel mm-hmm. good. And that you have this sneaking suspicion, okay. this knowing that it could it is. be better. Here it is. It takes work, you know? Okay. It takes work. Right. I know we all want everything to be easy, but it takes work. <laughs> and the work required here is to know what you want in your life. To know who you want to be in your life, to know what you want out of life. And that goes also for your relationship. If you're in a relationship, what you want your relationship to be like. So it's really having a vision for what you want your life to be. And I think we don't spend enough time considering that. Hmm. And instead, we just kind of. Instead, show we take up it for what we need to show day. up for, what other people tell us we need to show up for, instead of yeah. determining ourselves I mean, what, what we want to show up for. Yes. You know, and I think mm-hmm. when you have a clear vision, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be perfect, because as long as you have a starting point, the more you continue to work with that vision for yourself, yeah. the more will be revealed to you right. as far as right. details or things like, oh, yeah, I would actually really love that too. Hmm. You know, and you add that to your vision or it could be, um, you know, if you admire a person, mm-hmm. I would love to be like that person. I love that quality of theirs where they, whatever, whatever, whatever. I love that quality of theirs. What would it take for me to have more of that, to be more of that in my life? Hmm. You know, but that takes work, you know, to, to, to know who you want to be in this world. Who do you want to be? What do you want to have? What do you want to do? All of that is so connected with who you show up to be in the world. And I think when we're in those vicious cycles, knowing how to get out of it, get out of that and break the cycle takes being connected to what it is you would rather have in your life. Who the person you'd rather be. Do you want to be the person sitting on the couch eating potato chips, you know, watching friends for the 10th friends? I don't know why that came to mind. Watching the King of Queens. <laughs> I don't know. They're promoting it. That's why. Are they really? Yeah. But anyways, going back to whatever you're watching, just, just, do you want to be the couch potato person? No, I don't. Right. But it takes, when you know you don't want to be the couch potato person, 
then you automatically, in general, know what you would like. Mm -hmm. When you know you don't want to be a couch potato person. Yes. Right? Right. Then you at least know what a non-couch potato person yes. is. Right. Right? Right. So once you have that, you have to just build on it. And make moves What would in you want to do? Yes. What would you be doing with your time? What would you... Well, I'd, I really want to write that book. Yes. I'd be... I'd be working out. Yeah. I'd be preparing a healthy meal. Yes. There are things that you would rather be doing. That the greater but part of you would rather be it, doing. Exactly. The and greater part of you. That's the tricky part is because... It's who you're listening to, We right? have internal conflict yes. because part of us obviously... Um, does want to sit on the couch and eat potatoes because that's what potato chips because that's what we're doing. <laughs> so there's something that's causing me to want to do that. It's because we're numbing. Okay, so there's a lot. Okay, so this this topic I thought it was going to be a fairly straightforward topic, but I guess it's not. So here's the thing: something you have to remember is that as human beings, as spiritual beings, we feel best when we're making progress. So that doesn't need to mean like, oh, when you are a goal crusher, right? Okay. When you have gotten, you know, 10 degrees, it doesn't mean that. Just making progress, Mm -hmm. taking a step forward Mm -hmm. does so much for our spirits and our souls. And that and I is think we have to the re- virtuous cycle. Yes, and I think we have to remember that. So when we're in a vicious cycle, are you making progress? You're making progress in the wrong direction. So you just have to know what does it look like? What would it look like for me to make progress? And what See, is okay. it, what's important to me? Is it writing that book? You know, and writing mm-hmm. a book can feel really daunting. Like, oh my God, I have to write the book, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But then it's about organization and breaking it down into little steps. Maybe it's about creating, clearing that desk where you would want to write your book. Just doing that is making progress, right? Mm-hmm. But it starts, if you if you go back even further, you have to know you want to write a book. So what's the vision you have for your life? Hmm. Who do you want to be? What do you want to do? What do you want to have? What do you want to give? All of that. What do you want to contribute? I think what you're talking about is inspiration and feeling like, wow, yeah, imagine how it could be. And Mm -hmm. I think that's the virtuous purpose of things like inspirational Instagram posts or makeover shows Mm -hmm. or motivational posters and books and things like that i mean that's that's the positive side of those things i think what's fascinating to me is that all of those same things can be can have the opposite effect of being a morale destroyer if your mindset at the time of interacting with those things is one of beating yourself up Mm -hmm. because you're not there right now already right right you can't Uh, conceive of yourself in that way so so it's just amazing to me how much it's it's that mind game it's that internal life it is and it's again walking that razor's edge living on living in that narrow path of of accepting yourself 
and being at peace yeah. with how things look right now. Mm-hmm. And really being like, you know what? I'm okay with how I'm starting. Mm-hmm. And because only with that level of peace and acceptance do you have enough psychic energy left to devote yourself to making a change in the positive mm-hmm, direction. Mm-hmm. If you don't, if you don't have that kind of peace and psychic energy, you're going to, all of it's taken up with, Oh, I'm such a loser. Oh, I can't do it. Oh, making excuses. And mm-hmm. you know, all, all of the, the vicious cycle, the bad habit stuff. Yeah. And I think you have to be willing I think you have to be willing to call yourself out on things. And that doesn't need to be like you're punishing yourself or you're, Mm -hmm. you know, being so hard on yourself, but to go to see it, to see things how they are and not make it worse than they are. Like just to go, Hey, you know what? Oh my God. I, I, I said I wasn't going to be a couch potato today, but look, I was a couch potato today. Okay. What do I need to do so that this doesn't happen tomorrow? What is a better thing for me to be doing with my time? Maybe I can have my computer on my writing desk and have it all prepped for me so that when couch potato feelings come in, (laughs) I can instead go to my clear writing desk. Mm. It's going to be very inviting. Mm. And I'll go there and I will just write for 15 minutes. That's it. Just that. Because I think in a way it's kind of like sex. Like you just start it and then you're in your... It gets you in the mood. Yeah. You're in your virtuous cycle. You know, it's not like, oh, I got to do this. Like exercise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's all of those things, all of those things. But to my earlier point, I still think it's so important for us to spend time realizing what it is we think we want in life, what it is. We like who we want to be in our lives, Mm. you know, spending time there because having a a vision Mm -hmm. um, that can bring you into the feeling tone of what your life might be like, Mm -hmm. who you might be like in another uh, virtuous scenario. Mm -hmm. I think that can have so much power to pull us out of these vicious cycles, but we need to spend time cultivating those visions for ourselves. Okay. This is okay. So I think the fact that this act of visioning and imagining works so well for you as a motivator, right? That's that's what you're saying. Is that you think it's so important because that's how <clears throat> Uh, you are able to generate or to receive the level of motivation that will actually prompt you to to do the the change in behavior, like exercise or like plan out a healthy menu and stuff, right? For like, me, yes. Yeah, the vision for and, me, yeah. and surrounding yourself in a mental way with this vision and, and the imagining. Well, yes, go ahead. I will say that why I love visioning well okay I don't always love it I gotta admit sometimes it feels like a lot of work Uh, but it gets more fun when 
I start to uh, give myself to it. When I give myself over to the vision, that's when it's more fun. When I, when I vision from a place of stress and um, trying to control everything, like, oh, but how am I going to make that happen? I don't know. I'll, and then I get all stressed out and I get in the way of the vision. Hmm. That's when it's not fun. But I think ultimately why visioning works for me is that when I have a vision of who I want to be and what I want to do in life, mm-hmm. I can go to that vision, immerse myself in it, feel great about imagining what my life could be like, that that automatically puts me in the frequency of a virtuous habit, a virtuous cycle. It starts me in that virtuous cycle. From the inside out. Yes. Yeah. And when I'm in that frequency, it is way easier. It is way easier to take the next step actual step of the virtuous cycle and at the time that you're taking that step you're already it that step that you're taking Mm -hmm. arises out of that inspired feeling it feels way more natural it feels way easier than being on the couch being in couch potato mode not having a vision and just telling myself oh don't be in a couch potato mode how do I write Oh, I got to get up and write. That's not inspired. That doesn't feel good versus having a vision of um I have the, you know, having something to say, wanting so much to say it through a book, being able to see myself um at book signings, being able to see happy readers feeling that what I've written Uh, really inspired them, they're feeling good, and being so in touch with how that looks and feels. And having that inspire me to get my butt into the writing chair and to write. It's just a different frequency than not having anything really to go off of versus I'm just on the couch, I'm a couch potato, (laughs) and and I just know I should be writing, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. without having that vision. Okay. I think it's, yeah, I think it's a perfect illustration, the difference that you and I have in terms of what is our natural motivators. Mm -hmm. Because again, what you describe is (coughs) the the quote unquote work is in the inner. It's in your mental inner work first. Yeah, yeah, for me, it's inner and creating inner inspires the outer. I think for you, the outer affects your inner, right? Kind of. Yeah, kind I of. think that's an oversimplification, but yeah, mm. in general, I feel like what you're talking about um, that helps you to break and and go f- from a vicious cycle to a virtuous cycle mm. is doing the work on the inside, doing the work in the thought in the world of thought. And mental picturing and imaging um, and creating that nurturing, inspiring environment in your mind's eye. And that helps you to, to, that helps to motivate you to take the action. 
Whereas, and this is circling around to the point that I had forgotten earlier. Oh, okay. The, the keyword, yeah. the keyword is motivation. Like, what motivates us? Um, so, I think in your case, that a feminine energy way of effectively motivating a feminine energy is to create uh, that atmosphere of nurturing. To create so a like nurturing of a vision. Yeah, to create a friendly atmosphere that supports, <clears throat> encourages, that believes in, that is supportive all the way around. Mm. It's comforting. It's mm -hmm. right. And on the extreme opposite end, I'm not saying you and I are extreme opposites, but just to make a point, on the other opposite end is the masculine energy method of motivating is is not to create uh, this comforting environment mm -hmm. it's to create a challenging environment and i think this is best illustrated when you think of rites of passage especially for young boys right in native cultures and indigenous cultures there's this rite of passage where you need to prove yourself you're being challenged to to prove yourself and i think that's a very masculine energy thing it's like look at you you're on the couch so what what do you think is that it like is that all you got and that's that's opposite from you're a great author and you're going to write things and right. <laughs> and, and, and I think listeners can see how either method could motivate, but it just depends on who you're talking to. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that everything that I always need a vision to motivate myself. It right. depends no, on know. what it is. Yes, exactly. Right? It depends. But I think, I guess my point is just that both methods are valid. Mm. It just, it, it depends on the person. It depends on what area of life and their history and, you know, and it's up to us. And it's fun and fascinating to me to know yourself or to know another person well enough to, to be able to know like, okay, what's going to quote work to motivate me in, in each of these different <clears throat> arenas that where I want to make change. Yeah. And sometimes it takes this very nurturing kind of, feminine energy for lack of a better word and other times it takes a challenging kind of i dare you kind of approach hmm. but in either case though both of those methods can result in the action that you actually want to to see right the hmm. change it's like yeah i'm gonna get up off my ass and i'm gonna watch this man here i am i'm doing it yeah you know, and that's coming from the masculine side and the other side is, oh, yes, no, that's right. That is who I am. I'm, I'm, I'm doing this. Yes. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> you're like, I don't, I don't know if I buy that. <clears throat> I mean, I hear, I hear what you're saying. Okay. Um, for me, I think the vision serves why visioning is so important to me mm -hmm. is that I know what my life was like without visioning. Mm -hmm. And I felt so um, not misdirected, but just not non-directed. And I want what I do. I want to know that what I'm doing, that I'm moving towards something greater. Yes. You know, of course, yes. In terms of what I put out in the world, mm -hmm. who I want to be in the world. Mm -hmm. And to me, having 
at least a um, a relationship with what that might be, mm-hmm. who I might be having a relate. It really vision. A vision is a relationship of sorts. You don't just do your vision once and that's it. You're right. constantly nurturing it. Right. You're constantly adjusting it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to be in touch with it. I just love that because I like to have, I'm a planner and I like to, <clears throat> I like to have a um, kind of a map of, okay, where am I headed? Mm-hmm. Where am I going? Mm-hmm. How, and, and that's, that's how I measure my personal um where I am personally at any given time, it's like, okay, where, you know, how am I feeling and what am I doing and how this, how does this compare to the vision that I have Hmm. in certain areas of my life? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I still think that there is challenge in that though, you know, because just because you're nurturing a vision doesn't mean it's smooth sailing. Right. Right. Of course. Of course, you know, but it is having something greater and being in touch with that greater picture for your life mm-hmm. that I, I feel can help you pull, pull yourself out of, um, slumps, um, times when you're not exercising, you know, the best choices. Um, and that, that's still that can still be a challenge. Yes. You know, even if you sure. have a vision, but yes. having a vision mm-hmm. and the more clear it is and the, 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 the closer relationship you have with it mm-hmm. can get you primed into a frequency to help you make your vicious cycle more easily to get out of. Yes. Yeah, I, I totally agree with the. It just sounded so rainbows and unicorns the way you presented oh, it, like oh, oh, oh. like like masculine is like challenge and you get it done, and then feminine's like la la la, it's just rainbows and unicorns and it's easy. <laughs> I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that either. Yeah, it's not. I just think it. It's just so many different levels of like. Having the picture for your life, having that inspire you, helping that get you in the frequency, the energetic mode, Mm -hmm. so that you can match that energy with what you really want to be doing versus being in one frequency Mm -hmm. and having to just drum up out of nothing a different frequency. Okay. You know, it's kind of like if you feel happy, Mm -hmm. everything's pretty easy, right? It's easier when you're happy. Yes. Yes. If you're like, oh, it's a great day. What? I got to take out the garbage? Okay. <laughs> right. Right. Versus like, oh, today was horrible. And it's raining and you're like, oh, shoot. I got to take out the garbage. Let me One get my jacket thing. on. And I mean, that's such a silly <laughs> example because it's not hard to take out the garbage. But it's like. When you are in a high vibration, you raise everything up. Everything else that is lower than you, you can help raise that up. Yes. You know? Yes. So a couch potato nest, when you are in a high vibration, you can help go, okay, wait, you know what? It's okay I was a couch potato today. Tomorrow, right. this is what I'm going to do. Yes. And you can really prime yourself. But sometimes you need that primer, and a vision can be the primer. 
Yes. Okay. I think I know what you're talking about. Like, and I completely agree with you about having a vision for your life so that you're not just wandering aimlessly like some plastic bag floating down the street and whatever, right? <laughs> having a vision, having intention, having a grander plan, knowing what you want and knowing what target you're aiming for. Yeah. Totally, totally on board with that. Vision, I mean, everybody needs that. Masculine, feminine, don't matter. That's a universal thing. Um, I guess what I'm talking about is the fact that our emotions and our physicality affect each other. Yes. So while on one hand, in our going back to our couch potato example, <laughs> the couch potato, we can be sitting on the couch and our emotions are at blah, blah. And we can do the and we can and we can do the work. Either way, it's work. But one way is to do the work on the inside, in our thoughts and emotions, and and do the work on the inner and be like, man, you know, I have this vision though, and I'm gonna envision, you know, doing non couch potatoy things, right? And that you so you're kind of. Uh, influencing the cycle starting with the emotional or inner realm and then that that instigates a physical action which is getting up from the couch and taking action well, or really. you can okay or you can bypass and and not Instead of starting work on the inner, you can just be like, you know, I'm not even going to think about it. I'm just, I know how to set, stand up. So I'm just going to stand up and start walking. Yes. And that's how you are. And I'm just making a case. Yes. I yes, think I'm more that like way. That. Yeah. Um, and, you know, hey, because we are integrated beings, once you tell your muscles just to stand up and start walking, mm -hmm. that influences the inner and the emotional experience. Yeah. But I just wanted to point out that okay. when I'm talking about the vision yes. and you're in couch potato mode, you're not necessarily there as a couch potato and then you go, hey, wait, what is my vision? Who do I want to be? Not in that mode. That's not necessarily how I would use it. Okay. I would use the vision to start the day off so that the frequency can hopefully be there throughout the day right and that you don't even need to be in couch potato mode or you tell yourself okay i am just going to watch a half hour show and that's it so you don't have to be in couch potato but you can still enjoy a show right and then go and do take the next action step for yourself yes i hear you so it's not like I, you're I, in I, the vicious cycle and then you're like let me call on my vision because that's not necessarily easy because when you're in that couch potato mode, that is a certain It has vibration. you in its clutches already. Yes. Right? So you're saying, You need to hey, prime when... your day yes. with a vision. Yes. And knowing how you even want your day to be. Yes. And I think that is the value Can of... you hear my stomach? Your stomach is growling. <laughs> so we need to stop and get something to eat right after oh this. Oh my God. But yeah, so I, that's the value of... And the importance of the type of people that you surround yourself with, of the, of the types of things that you listen to, books you read, things that you put in front of your eyeballs, whether mm -hmm. it's YouTube or whatever, that's the importance of all those things because yes. those things are either going to fuel a vicious cycle or a virtuous cycle, mm -hmm. right? 
So you're saying, hey, first thing in the morning, spend time with your vision. Yeah, and I'm so like vision, like pushing a vision now. You I sure mean, I are. Used you're to a be vision that. pusher, man. <laughs> I used to be that, but then I stopped because I kind of lost touch with a certain part of myself. Mm. And I think I mentioned that somewhere. But um, now that I have uncovered why that happened and what I want to do next and all this kind of stuff, I just... It's so close to me now what it was like living without a vision and what it's like now living with a vision. The contrast. It's huge to me, you know, and I'm so grateful. But I think that something I'll say with, you know how you, you, you were saying like the motiv- the motivators of like a makeover show and all this kind of stuff. Yes, yes. Like I got to say, those are the shows that make me tear up. Mm. You know, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I think the thing it's touching is just that the possibility, Mm. right? Right. Because we're all, there's, for all of us, I would say there's something we want to change in our lives. Yes, yes. And sometimes it almost feels like it's impossible. Mm -hmm. And yet any type of show that shows a change for someone, Mm -hmm. anything just shows the possibility. Yes. It's like, look, this can happen. Yes. You know, and then how good the people feel. Right. You're just like, oh my God, they're just, you know, like when you see those people living in like all kinds of stuff around them and they're just like buried under all their clothes and there's no organization and their whole life is crap or whatever. Right. And then they have a facilitator. They talk with the facilitator and they're like, well, I would love this, but I don't know. The room's so small. I can't even see how this could happen, but I'd love to have a writing space or whatever it might be. Right. I'd love to have a space for this. And then the person helps them because it's often the people outside of us. If they are true supporters who are able to truly see what's possible for us. Yes. Then even what we could see for ourselves, yes, which is why it's great to have teachers. Right. And people who inspire you. Yes. Because those are the people that are going to help hold sacred space for something greater than you can even imagine for yourself. Mm -hmm. So anyways, and then they do the reveal. And then now the person's (laughs) like, oh, my God. You know, and then you see them have more life infused in them. Yeah. And I think the reason for their their life and the reason we are so touched when we see those kinds of things and the reason those kinds of stories the before and the after, it's all about that, right? It's the before mm-hmm. and the after. The reason that reaches us so much is because that is the living manifestation of the evolutionary force at work. Yes. That Oops. is the evolutionary force. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. The stomach growling. The stomach is growling. Is... Bear is crying. Oh, boy. Okay. So we're going to wrap this up. Thank you for hanging with us on this rambling conversation about virtuous cycles. Let's all get on one. Cheering on. Yay. Yay. Virtuous Cycle Fan Club. Here we are. Okay. Oh, wait. I want to say something. Okay. Okay. Before the next growling cycle happens. Okay. Okay. Stop so, growling. All right. Uh, so what's imp- I think what's important or a very practical tip can be to, I know 
we're all on so many different email lists. Uh, but to really identify which ones truly inspire you to live from that vision that you have for yourself, to make sure you're on those lists because, you know, there are some blogs that I love. Um, and when I get the newsletter, I'm like, oh my God, I love that. Mm. That is so amazing. Mm. You know, so I think it's, it's sometimes helpful to get on certain lists so you can constantly, you know, whenever they send an email, mm-hmm. just get a little shot of inspiration. Yeah. Or books, like how you have your workout book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Always any way that works for you to feed the good wolf. Right? To feed the good angel on your shoulder. Feed that one. And we hope that this podcast is one of those things for you. That's why we do it. Yeah. We just want to encourage you. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Until next time, this is Sienna. And this is Toast, as always, inviting you to come and live your love story. Find out how to connect with nature as a powerful source that supports health and well-being. I'm Dina Salisi, and on my podcast, Your Healing Garden, I go on location to talk with artists, authors, healers, teachers, and much more to explore how nature supports us in creating healthy, vibrant lives. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you have an online course or an event or a book you'd like to promote? We've got the right audience for you. Our listeners love content like the show you just heard. You can reach our engaged audiences by advertising right here on mindbodyspirit.fm, the podcast network, in shows about wellness, self-care, spirituality, angels, and more. Contact info at mindbodyspirit.fm.